So now with all of this talk and with all of this intentionality that you've been speaking about, yeah. What for you has the has this actual residency done for you as a performer since you've been talking about every time people come they get to see you but you've been on that treadmill for for 40 years. Yeah. So what is that what has that done for you and what um how is that making you feel also now with what it is um the weekly touch up is doing. So what the weekly touch up has done while it started off as a Bilwanster residency it clearly stayed a Bilwanster residency by virtue of you know what I've been able to gain from being on that treadmill constantly you know granted we've invited guests but I I always I perform in all of these and I host I didn't know I had the ability to host I mean I'd be asked to speak at things at, at school or to do stuff but it was never something that I was very intentional about and now I was thrown into the deep end with the weekly touch up and it felt natural because I I the nature of my music is very conversational already so technically we're having a conversation um while I'm performing at the same time so yeah it wasn't any it wasn't much you know I think I do also have the personality hosting is something i gained from this residency but as far as having done it for so long i think when you use the treadmill analogy it made sense it feels like i've been in the gym the whole time and what that refines the most you know cuz this is music i know off by heart before i recorded so there's no concern of okay cool now 40 weeks later i know my lyrics off by heart it's not even about the actual music 40 weeks later it's about performance and performance and spontaneity specifically for me because how i usually identify maybe someone who hasn't performed that long is how they respond to technical difficulties how they to respond to load shedding happening how they respond to maybe the audience talking during their set how they respond to all external things how you respond to that it shows that you know someone hasn't performed that much hasn't spent too much time on stage uh to be able to what's the word this it's like in 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 the last airbender where uncle iro knows how to reverse electricity when azula shoots it he passes it through him without passing it through his heart and he passes it either back to the person who shot the electricity or he shoots it in the other direction that needed practice a novice performer will die because they'll get that electricity it might not even go through their hand and into side them it might just hit them and then they're out but if you attempt you know and then it goes and then it hits your heart you fucked but basically what i'm trying to say is that it's you know it's how you respond on stage cuz something that throws me off as a consumer of you know live music is when an, a performer shows you know their frustration it shows on their face it kind of makes me feel uncomfortable i don't know how to explain why but it makes me uncomfortable you know like don't shout at us don't you know show visible frustration you know i don't know it's it's just a, it's i don't want to see it and also it breaks the fourth wall i like the idea of the fourth wall and the contents of live performance cuz i think of bill withers is live at the carnegie where he's performing and then after he finishes a no sunshine he goes into like a conversation where he says you know what a lot of people all over the world you know people from different places different nationalities they all come to me and they're like you know what 
I dug my grandma too. And then people start screaming because he's introducing grandma's hands. At no point did he say, okay, guys, the next song is this because he's now broken the fourth wall that and we all know we're performing, but it's an illusion we've created. It's like when the movie starts, bro, the actors don't suddenly say, okay, um, are you guys okay? Can you guys hear me? No, the movie is happening. You know, and we're all immersed in it. At no point does anyone break character. And I feel like that's something that I value in live performance. When someone takes you from track one to the last track, but they keep you immersed in the narrative. Don't tell me that it's a song. I know it's a song, but I don't need to know what the next song. Don't tell me what it's called. I can't remember the last time I introduced a song. Yes, I can't remember the last time I said the word stay naked outside of that hook. You know, because we just perform, we just get going and then we 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 segue the art of the segue. Bill Withers, oh my god, you know, he would just like talk, and because he would hint very subtly at the song that's next by saying, you know, I dug my grandma too, and then mm -hmm, grandma's yo, dude, that is crazy. And I remember it's like since I heard that, I was like, I'm never gonna break the fourth wall again. I remember we did the first. Meet my friends celebrating a million colors listens with Usisha. He loves kickstand. And now I think it's kick. I'm about to do kickstand with Elder Third at the Meet My Friends at Mangrove. And I'm now talking, bro. Like I'm gradually trying to introduce kickstand. Soon as Usisha catches it, bro, catches that, yo, ah, he, 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 he just starts reacting. And I'm like, don't ruin it for everyone else. Obviously, jokingly, because that's the nice thing about performance, bro. Like, you know, those are the kinds of things. It's like comedians who, lose their, their 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 step when they get heckled that's clearly a, a comedian who maybe is on their third show you know but the professional comedians they either send that shit back or you know i don't know how they do it but it's usually a clap back and then you just shut them up you know but it's that's how you see when people are refined and that's what this performance has done for me you know just to constantly refine my readiness for whatever Load shedding happened one day, and then we just carried on doing the chorus for, for okay, fine, you know? And it was fun, bro. It wasn't just fun. It was legendary. I was there. Oh, you were I there. You were there. You were there. That comes in that song it's here, it's that song. I need you, to, you guys, you guys to hear. Oh, take us there. I right. Yeah. Oh, okay. Tell me what you like about the boy. Tell me what you like about the songs that I write and record. Could it be the flow? Could it be the way that I rap? How I make it so conversational? I just gotta know, share the information. I could probably use a little bit of affirmation. I promise I'm not fishing for compliments. Not even about my confidence, please. I just wanna see what you see. Tell me what you perceive and receive me. Things I could put on my CV, cause being me is already a full-time job. I'm head down, I need sleep, believe me. See, I really care about insights collected. So I'm really keen on your outside perspective. Mm. I just want to move into tension. So hold it up so I can see my reflection. I never get stressed. Okay, okay fine. Okay, fine. Be a pretty hard up in my chest. Cause every time I think of the music, the moves that man does it all of make sense. Do I just not have the patience? Do I just not have the patience? I never get stressed. I was yeah, I was yeah, there for there. both of these things. If you just go for the people listening, <laughs> if you were to go to my hour moments, the thing that I said was my moment was from that very episode and from me trying to talk about you right there. I've been into oh, both of these things yeah, that you're talking yeah, 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 yeah. 
No, no, that's and yeah, so you get what I'm saying, right? You you've experienced it, you've been there. I performed 40 times this year, and this is excluding bookings. And the, the one of the bookings that came in maybe after a couple of the weeks, maybe I'd say we we're past week, maybe 10 at least, was Sace on Sundays. And before that, the band I brought it out for Rocking the Daisies, right? So we did Rocking the Daisies in October last year, and then the year started, I did my residency. We hadn't introduced the band yet, but bro, what I did at Sace on Sunday is for me is one of my best performances that I've ever done, bro. Like we're like on the grass, you know, there's so, there isn't a stage that re re restricts you to one spot or forward, back, side to side. I was walking around that grass, bro. Like walking. Like, if, you, if you're in yes. Joburg and you haven't been to Sace on Sundays and you love alternative performances and you love live music, just do yourself a favor, just one time. Absolutely. Some of my favorite performances I've ever seen from acts. We're a lover of things here. So I just want to, you know, say it's on Sundays, Sundays, Sundays. But yes, as you were. Yes. So yeah, then we did say it's on Sundays, bro. And then I realized, you know, it's like when you get out of the gym, because what the weekly touch up is for me is the gym. It's, it's an, also an opportunity to try out new music. I've been performing some of the new records that I've been working on as well. There's some songs that I record them uh, a day before Wednesday and then I export them and make a live version that has no vocals and I try it out and then I learned that okay cool it's a lot slower when I perform it so let me make it faster in the final recording so that opportunity bro to grow and I think some of the feedback I got from like the the, the private streams I've been private links I've been sending out was that this sounds like it was made for performance and that's exactly it. Well, not intentionally, hey, this is how I'm going to perform it. But dude, I've been performing every Wednesday. There's no way I can make music outside of considering how it would sound and be experienced. Now, at this point, for well, there's moments when I'm composing, when I'm writing music, I, I am writing moments that I know my band members are going to be able to you know, emphasize and take further when they live and even do better and possibly even inspire me to come back to the production and update it according to what I feel like they were doing and how they interpreted it, you know, and then I obviously break them off a, a split. But this is just to say, um, yeah, man, like the, the, the weekly touch-up, your weekly touch-up has just been an amazing experience, man, beyond even just being performing, bro. Like the social aspect of it is just, so wholesome, man, like meeting so many people outside of the internet, pulling them outside of the Instagrams and Twitters and TikToks into a single space. There's a video of ours that uh, one of our wrap up videos from uh, the touch up that went a little bit viral on TikTok. And now it's back on somehow back getting on people's timelines and people are liking it and commenting you know, but it went and then people came out of TikTok, people in the comments saying, I need to go to this thing. This is my vibe, guys. Who's going to come with me? This is my vibe. Everybody was just commenting, bro. And I think it's like around 200 something comments, bro. And that's where you really and, and saves, bro. People are saving this shit because they need it for later when they need to plan. Like I'm literally opening it up now. 320 comments, 8,773 likes, 3,004 fucking saves bro people it was just exciting to see now we've kind of gotten our reach and now we want to see how these people start to come out of the internet out of these iphones out of these cell phones into our venue and just experience what we've curated so i think it's really been exciting bro i didn't know how to set up sound i didn't know shit about that but now i do now i know how to set up sound i know where the fuck 
the XLR cables need to go. I know, you know, what's needed there. I know that this monitor needs to be linked somehow to the something. Bro, this is like, I've upskilled myself so much this year, bro. This has been so crazy as a performer, as a host, something that I was asked to do even at Fawigesi this last month. Like I got a call tw two hours before they were about to uh, get Osismas uh, to play. They needed someone to announce the acts. And I got a call, bro, just because someone saw me do my thing, you know. So I've upskilled myself. I've, I'm like, we've added more value to our service offering at normal just by doing this exercise. And just by doing this thing on Wednesdays, bro, every Wednesday, people walk past and they say, oh, this is a vibe. And, you know, someone walked part, walked in, bro, and I did not notice them walking until someone told me, bro, there's Simpiwe Dana. And she's just there. It's around like half past 10. The performances are done. But she walked into our venue, bro. Like, what are the chances? You know, what are the chances? We had to be doing that. So beyond just the performance, well, I guess we can keep it in performance because that's where we are in this chapter of the conversation. But, you know, it's been such a growth moment, bro. Like in my entire career, you know, every in a one year, I've never performed this much in my entire career. I maybe maximum performed maybe like six, seven, eight times. I don't know. Maybe I'm exaggerating. But 40, 40, 41 tomorrow, bro, that's, that's rambunctious. That's unheard of for me. Like, what am I doing? Like, how dare I host my own show and then perform at my own show at the same time? You know, it's like getting high on your own supply, but it's also like, damn, you know, this is exciting, bro. Like this new version of me, who's now obviously prioritizing the live performance aspect, because that's where people get to experience. If you're close enough, you'll get some of my sweat. If you're close enough, you'll get a high five. You'll get me to shake your hand when we do that one record that's going to come out next year. You know, it's like an experience. It's a multi-sensory one. And that's why live performances, bro, are where it's at for music discovery for me. And contrary to the time that we're in, which is the digital age, where access is great, access to music, access... You know, every time an introvert comes out to a venue and they leave, they're feeling wholesome, like, damn. So it's not so bad to go out and actually discover music, you know, not to say anything bad about introverts, but the access to just multiple streaming platforms and music, you know, makes you a homebody. But if you come out on a Wednesday and you just see like this one guy and this other guy and this other guy and they're just doing something setting up sound and you come in early and then we talk to you and then it's it's such a great vibe bro you can't catch that anywhere else man but anyway like as a performer bro i feel like i've gotten so much stronger you know as a, a, like someone who can even breath control you know i'm not the fittest but you know i have my days where i start to heave it's usually when i'm about to get sick but Bro, like just being able to breath control, like Sui, some unique individual does it so amazingly. When we do ASMR together, he sounds like the record. It always blows my mind. Whereas for me, bro, it becomes a challenge to do the, let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something, sweet. I mean, that, let me tell you something. Sometimes I don't do it, but I do it a key higher because I can't get that low because in my mind, I don't sound audible. But as I do it, bro, I get better. I realize, okay, when you hold the mic like this, when you need to do, you know, it's, it's it's so exciting, bro. You're learning. And I'm 28, bro. I'm 28. I'm nowhere near the best version of myself yet. I might be my best version at 35. And by best version, I just mean more refined. Everything, like, it took, like, Spajonga chapter one, chapter two, chapter three, ASMR's rollout, 
all those things to get me the muscle that I have right now. And the, 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 the gym, you know how when you go to gym, your muscles hurt after a while. Mine have stopped hurting. The spajogged muscles have stopped hurting because now we're ready to get into this new era. We're ready to develop this rollout campaign. That's going to be crazy. And I guess in the live context, in the live performance context, bro, like I'm in the gym, bro. I'm in the gym. I'm in the gym. I'm in the gym. We do a SACE on Sunday. We realize, oh, fuck. I can lift 20 kgs with my pinky. Okay, cool. In the gym, in the gym, in the gym, in the gym. Oh, shit, I get booked for this thing. Oh, shit, I can actually lift a car. In the gym, in the gym, you know, you, you go get and you apply these things, bro. So I feel very privileged. I feel very privileged to be able to feel like a working musician every week. Yeah, I think the arts are very much a luxury, man, and it's hard sometimes to generate revenue. But I'm going to leave it there in case you have another question. You probably do. I'm so sorry. I just that there was an exciting one to answer. <laughs> so don't apologize for your answers. Um, you 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 you're giving like I said earlier. My goal is with a lot of these things is to view myself as a storyteller, and I'm here to tell the story of you, and you're telling that story. So yeah. Um, but okay. So for me, watching you this year has, as everything you said, genuinely been for me watching the birth. I won't say the birth of a live act, but the first time, the first time I ever saw you live was the Meet My Friends thing two years ago. Mm, 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 mm. When I saw that, I was like, there is a very charismatic performer. I really enjoy his music and I really enjoy the fact that he's having fun on stage and he's being a charismatic storyteller and everything was there. I was like, this makes sense. But there is a there is there is a ton of potential that I'm mm. also imbuing into the experience of how it is that I'm viewing something. Yeah. But also when you perform, each time I've seen you perform after that, I've seen you perform with the band and band you and backtrack you are two different individuals. Or actually let mm. me say, they were two different individuals. Then your weekly touch-up started. I was there at the first one. I saw it and I was like, I get it. And then I think I even came to you and I said, I love you with band because the band is able to match your energy and your current oh, instrumentation yes, yes, yes. is not, your instrumentation is not matching what your performance is. So you look like you're performing well. And to your credit, you are performing well, but there's a bit of a, not a disconnect, but the the the, the full experience that we're meant to be getting isn't, it's fully coming through, but it could be a lot better. Then I'm with you. I remember. Yeah. Then I think I came through the fifth time. All of a sudden, there are more backing vocals um, in your in your backtrack. And I was like, oh, hello. <laughs> We're adding the, 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 there's there's a bit of a progression. And then I then winter came and I think there's a point in time I got really sick. And then I think I missed like three months because or actually I don't know. But then I came back and then all of a sudden it's now DJ mixes. And I'm like, look at what is going on. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, this man has created DJ mixes. Plus also the storytelling part, you've now gotten comfortable with it. So now there is a fully, there is a fully realized version of you without a band that is incredibly entertaining. And then yeah. there's you with the band. And speaking about you with the band, sir, you had invited a number of us to a certain thing called Spajongit Live. And I just yes. want to know for the people, 
what is going on? Because I, on my Twitter thread, said some very bold things, which I, yes. I don't mistake saying. I, I, I say it with my chest because we're now still yeah. in October and I genuinely, for my experience and how I like to view art, Spajangat Live was my favorite live performance of the year. So I just want to know, <laughs> you know, what is going on? And because you said there was an actual idea in terms of what you wanted to do with that. So yeah. where are we with, with the Spajangit Live and what was it building that off the top of your weekly touch-up? I think with your weekly touch-up and I guess the trajectory it's put us on, I think performing the music that we've been performing, it only felt like right to start recording it because we didn't have any high-quality recordings of the performances, especially when it came to you know, pitching for festival involvement and, you know, applications and the likes, you know, we didn't have an EPK that would, you know, showcase our ability to, you know, first of all, perform harmoniously as a band, but also to rock a crowd. So I realized, okay, cool. That's definitely something I want to do. I planned it in the beginning of the year. Uh, we were just trying to fund it, you know, because it was more of a production and we wanted to do it as a show where people are going to be present and, you know, those people who will catch me talking about grandma's hands and they scream with it. But, you know, so we wanted it to be like something that's an event that we can curate purely independently with, I guess, uh, we we applied for funding with Samro and we got the Samro uh, Music Creation Fund, which is exciting. And we decided we're going to put it in into the recording of the live album EP, but just like Spajonglet Live, as you've said. So yeah, it was just like off the back of the fact that our performances are getting so much better. And I think we have a great set with what we, the last time we had done it at Rocking the Daisies and then says on Sunday and then every last Wednesday uh, at the weekly, at your weekly touch up, you know, it was like, okay, now we need to let people see this. Like people in Berlin, people in, you know, Amsterdam, people in Paris, people in the States, they need to be able to see this when we send an email that, oh, these guys really know how to fuck shit up, you know? Uh, so that was the catalyst for that, for us to have that. Uh, but also, you know, Spajongan came out last year and it's been like four years in the making. And, you know, if everyone could catch it live, that's maybe that most ideal situation because it's more of an experience. It's narrative driven, even though we're not performing it in the order of the narrative, but it's it's a conversation for the most part. So um, we did that. And as you say, we invited a select people and the brief there was... We want to invite people who are also going to get a brief because we might the audience to have them in the audio, you know. So if I say something and then there's a call and response, we want to have that. So we needed to get people who aren't too cool to 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 sing back, you know, or people who know the music enough to sing back, you know. So um, that was exciting. I think like the gents said, like, bro, that thing that you wanted, you got it. You know, after we were reflecting on it, because I knew, bro, I knew, bro, I know people, um, you know, and a lot of homies weren't at this gig because they were not to say we disinvited them or uninvited them, but they weren't invited because these are homies, bro. Like we're not asking for support. Support me is a terrible business model when it comes to just entrepreneurship and arts. But um, yeah, we weren't looking for support. We wanted people who love the music, who have seen the value you know, and we appreciated everyone who came on, bro. That was a Sunday evening. We didn't keep everybody long, you know, like the touch-ups that go to till midnight. But, 
you know, we really appreciated everyone's time, but we wanted to showcase, bro. Like there's, there was a gentleman in there. His name is Menzi. He saw us uh, at our first show together or our second show. We were playing Liano uh, in Bram, me and the band as our second or first official gig, second well, technically, yeah, it was our second gig because the day before we did uh, Smoking Kills for Jägermeister and then the next day or the next couple of days, I think we did uh, Liano, which is the initial bookie that we started rehearsing for. So what happens then is that Menzi was in the audience uh, at that gig and he was seeing us for the first time again with the band recording, you know, and that was like a little over a year later. So I was excited for him to kind of see how much we've grown as a as a band so yeah bro that was really exciting what we're going to try to do with it uh because it's music people have heard already there isn't a rush to have it out on streaming platforms as audio uh so we want to make it special we want to make it something that maybe people could you know have as a collectors if we put it on vinyl it's not the entire 12 tracks so it can be like something that fits on a vinyl depending on how long it is when we get the final stuff but we're going to have the video version like in its pieces as well that will be available somewhere but we just need to make it something that you know is our own you know subtle fuck you to you know the kind of money we get from dsps maybe this is something we can actually like make something that makes sense from because you know people aren't buying vinyls just to listen to them because you know if you have like five vinyls is that all you listen to probably not you're probably on spotify after you've listened to all five of your vinyls but you know, you want to own it. You want something you can touch, you know, and maybe this Pajonga Live EP will, will serve that purpose. So there isn't a rush right now for it to come out. But when it does come out, it'll be like an extension to what we're doing in the new year, if it's 2024. Because we want to do vinyl, you know, just because like, you know, I guess it's a bucket list thing. But if we have it on vinyl, we have it as like an exclusive that you can purchase on our site. If it's not a vinyl, it's like the audio containing like, footage bts all, all sorts of things that will just make it like a, a a pack of sorts but this will like be you know released in tandem with whatever the narrative for 2024 is and i don't think it will sidetrack it because again we're still pretty niche now we're going super niche when we go vinyl and that shouldn't disturb the current narrative we're on it'll be like an easter egg a bit if we're on the new in the new era and then there's like a music video and then there's a fucking spajonga vinyl in the background. You're like, oh, what? Oh, shit. That's crazy. It's like, you know, not fourth wall break. What's the thing? It's like a crossover episode because the business by, lover boy by, sad boy by, you know, those guys are from a different universe. This guy now? Ha. Um, I'm glad you enjoyed that, bro. I'm glad you enjoyed that. Like, uh, it, 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 it blows my mind, you know, like what you're what you're saying about it. Um you know, it being maybe the best performance you've seen this year, bro, that's like really affirming, man. I mean, it's obviously testament to the weeks spent doing the touch-up and just like the chemistry between myself and my band members. It's, it's we're only going to get better, bro. We're only going to get better as soon as we start getting like the visual effects in there as we grow, as we continue playing together, as we, you know, tour. You know, we want to do a little bit of a tour next year. want to find my way back in Berlin, do a little thing there but you know all this is just to kind of get better and better and better and better and better and better like Roy Ayers bro the last time I was in Berlin was in 2019 there was a poster that said Roy Ayers was still performing but I was booked for a festival that day I was so disappointed bro like but Roy Ayers is old I don't know how old he is exactly but he's still performing bro and I'm only 28 like 
I'm not even at my best. I'm so convinced, but you know, we're only gonna get better, yes. Like, and you know, for as long as you continue to come out and see us, bro, you're always gonna have new things to take away, always have gonna have new feedback to share. Cause you know, like you and I are gonna talk, bro. I'm always gonna be open to anything you're gonna wanna speak to me about, um, as far as your feedback and whatnot, you know. Um, whether I listen to it is <laughs> that's a completely different thing. Me. That's a completely different thing. I, I I never see myself even <laughs> as someone to say that I I I am right. Uh, because no, half you. of the time I'm I'm I may be wrong. I'm just giving feedback. But no, no, absolutely, bro. But I'm always basically like basically I'm. Uh, it's it's very casual between us. You know, you call me aside, I call you aside, and we just chat, bro. Like we always do. So. I think it's going to be so many moments of that nature and you'll obviously be able to see the growth having seen it in the phases it's been in over the last two years, you know? Can we, even though it will be a rough because, you know, I'm a person who loves to document for myself, but are we allowed to give the listeners just a little bit of a taste of what the live experience sounds like? No, no, I think that's, that's, it's, it's like a, a FOMO moment. So if you kind of are able to imagine what it feels like just from this recording that you're going to play, that's a win. So yeah, no, let it rip, bro, let it rip. songs to perform now from that specific set there were three parts where i was like the monster is monstering here in in ways that <laughs> monster is fully on and feeling himself mode i just want to see if my instincts because i got them written down okay shit okay listen like with the band bro can never go wrong with kickstand can yes. never go wrong with 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 asmr i think because dude like i'm a fucking bad bitch right now you know <laughs> Can I I'm tell you what? Can I tell you the three that the three of my guesses? <laughs> yeah. My three guesses were kickstand, ASMR, <laughs> and um stay naked. Those are my three guesses. Yeah. Because those are the no, three no, absolutely. that I feel you the most. Also, kickstand, it's so fun to say the thing that you don't want to say. Like <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. 
I love those moments. But what I loved the most, specifically even now with the band, is the storytelling thing that you're t- that you're talking about. It still very much tracks with the backing track performance, but yeah. the theatrical element with you doing the storytelling and as you're storytelling, you have the ability of the band to start scoring just a little bit and just play absolutely yeah the drama. It's so theatrical, and you guys are having so much fun. There's even moments where I think you guys, because you guys clearly rehearse this a lot, but uh, I'm trying to remember which 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 performance it was, but. The way that you hit the commit comedic timing with the drop made um lockdown town um not lockdown town crunchy sweater literally break yeah, yeah, yeah. he was dying of laughter and i was like because <laughs> you're 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 now fully in the story of motion and you traveling and you just stop yeah the comedic timing which is why i'm saying i hope and when I said, I hope that you're going to write, uh, a, write something, yeah. I'm not talking about yeah. a self-help book. I am talking about yeah. you creating something entertainment-wise because that side of it was, for me, what made it my favorite performance. I don't like saying best uh, because yeah. that puts like a that puts a very weighty title on things. And then people are like, what is your like rubric of what's something that's best? And my rubric is when it comes to live performances, it's just feeling the moment and the things that you've been talking about in terms of like intentionality, but also just full, full realization. You guys fully realized exactly what you guys wanted to do. And the bylaw wants to experience. If there's something which for me says the bylaw wants to experience it's Pajang it live purely because it's got you performing, it's got you singing, it's got your sense of humor, and it's got you riffing with the audience. So it yeah. ties all of these things together to a place where even when you when you speak about Bill, Bill Withers, all of these different references come into play and they make sense in the realm of what it is an entertainer. Because I think part of what you were talking about in terms of breaking the fourth wall, a lot of these things are able to happen, right? And a yeah. lot of those things can also add to the experience of something if that's the type of performer that you've already Absolutely. that person to be. But the breaking the fourth wall and the things which you speak about are very theatrical things that come with wanting to be an entertainer and having yes. to be. Not necessarily, not to say that if you're not um, positioning yourself as an entertainer that you're not trying to entertain, but you're, you're giving a specific image. The actual entertainer but by Luanster, I've always been sold about it. But that was the day where I was like, if when this comes out and this person's able to send it to wherever he sends it to, if this man is not on, I'm very glad you said European tour. If this man isn't touring like a like a stupid person for a long time after of after two three years, I don't know what's wrong with the world. And I don't know what's wrong with it <laughs> sure. because this type of work that you've put into this is saying that two years from now, you want to be talking about guys know like this jet lag is just a little bit too much. Like I have been on the road for 18 months and you're, you're going to you're going to be the person who's now complaining, who's going to be brag complaining. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's the vision which I saw from Spijong at Live. I love live albums, by the way. If this doesn't go on streaming, I won't be mad. But if it does go on streaming, I'm 100% sure that Kickstand, the original, will start losing streams. And Kickstand, <laughs> the <Shut>. live, will, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> will now I'm be 
will now be the the actual um primary the same way i care about beyonce i don't listen to i care the original anymore it doesn't move me it, yeah it, it moves me but the live version i'm with you 100 percent. but you had decided to say kickstand was your favorite can you explain why it's actually your favorite now that i now that i know my instincts were right um ah man i think kickstand it's also like the only song that has a transition in our live band set it comes in after how about now right at the end of how about now uh, as soon as we stretch the last how about now debza just goes straight into the 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 the, the three count waltz kickstand drum pattern and then it's like as we're coming down from that how about now it's like a a sigh of relief like oh shit and everyone who knows it knows exactly what's about to happen and you know that call back in the beginning like it's like give me all your energy this is the spirit bomb give me all your energy and people are just sending energy and it just like makes me feel like okay cool i'm about to be the baddest bitch ever bro and then like my hips just you know do some shit that i i, I could never rehearse bro like this man I think that- this man plays with his ear like he has white girl hair that's what happens to him <laughs> acts like he has a full foot that goes all the way out to his chest and he's flicking it back that's what the song does to him and i like that you said that that's what the song does to me bro because i don't rehearse any of that bro like the song just like that just like the bass line kickstand almost was not my record bro i couldn't find words for it you know when i was producing it back in 2017 no 2018 back in 2018 i was writing kickstand producing it and it was just so different to my other stuff it wasn't boom bap but it made sense i loved it bro it loved it It was giving lana del rey but i couldn't find words bro then eventually i landed something i landed something and i never looked back since then and like the bad bitchery the baby girlin like that comes out like during kickstand bro it's like like i I see things so what happened is you sent me a video you posted something on your twitter and then i saw my hips do something that i never thought i could do and i was like bro send me that shit and i made a gift bro on my tumblr bro it's just like a loop of this man's like hips and i was like shit because i don't dance good bro but i just don't care like when it's like kickstand or when it's anything that needs me to shake my ass bro like by kickstand bro that that song and asmr those two songs yeah those two songs let let go absolutely bro like so yeah, kickstand for that. When this vinyl comes out, just trust me on kickstand. Ah, oh, that song, that song is a, it's an all timer. Right? Just the, the feeling that comes from the bass and the funk elements that you bring, because you're a voice actor, you like to play around with how you, you, you come into the song, and then this song you're like, you know what? I'm gonna add the bass. I'm like, okay, yeah, cool. Yeah, I, yeah. I see what you're doing. Yeah. I see where you are. Yeah. The world building, the sonic world building of Kickstand before even the song just comes at you is so engrossing. It makes sense that when you're putting that into a live space, since it's it's already so big, you feel like it can take yeah. on the world. Absolutely, bro. Definitely. Oh. Like in that moment. Now with you taking over the uh, taking on the world and this probably being the last interview episode people hear from me in like three months guys I, i'm gonna need y'all i'm gonna need y'all to work with me i'm releasing an album and we have a, a not an album goddamn an ep um, <laughs> with us not seeing each other for a while what is there for people to look forward 
from you in 2024? What, what are you looking forward to the most? There's so much. There's so much. Like I'm looking at my whiteboard right now. You decided to write it down just to see it. Just so Absolutely. You... <laughs> Absolutely. You know, my shit is autobiographical for obvious reasons, you know. So like I've got like so many items right now on the whiteboard. Where do I even start? But there's definitely new music, a new opportunity to, you know, stretch the goalpost. What's the word? I don't know, but basically, oh, break new ground. That's what I was trying to say. Oh. To break new ground as far as like narrative rollouts, you know, where, where we've got like something that we're planning there. We've got a documentary. And I'd actually like to get some of your advice about as well, just to get your thoughts. Oh, you're um, doing a docky. Oh, I love those. Oh, yeah, that's right. bro. A lot of knock-on stuff from your weekly touch-up. Like there could possibly be a body of work, a compilation, you know, of very new music with all our guests. Or most of our guests, you know, just from the 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 the, the moments we've shared on stage and during the the sessions when we're filming the promo, is there's music that's gonna exist from that moment, that community we've we've grown and developed, you know. Um, so there's a lot of things, bro. There's exciting things in the new year, bro. Like I haven't checked out of the year, but I already like anticipate such great things for the new year. So people can expect new music, new energy, new era new levels of refinement that's very exciting stuff i can't wait to see uh what it's going to bring by this time i would have already released my first two songs so if you're listening to this please go listen to don't look back in gold and let me know what you think they are some of my most joyous songs this current era is really just about exploration and gratitude and i hope that that comes through with what you're listening to and yeah it's 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 this is coming from a place where i don't know how what's going to happen with this new chapter I'm very excited to see touring, what touring by Luanster looks like. And the yeah. 2024 for me actually yeah, looks like it's going to be my biggest year, which is quite daunting. But uh, but it's very exciting. It, it, I, I feel like I'm personally at a, I, I wouldn't call it a breaking point. I feel like I'm at a, a not a crossroads. Point. Huh? Not a tipping point. It, it is a tipping point. I feel like I, I'm starting to become at a tipping point of realizing a lot of the things which I wanted to do, but also feeling momentum because BI Showcase started off as a four-hour event, then it turned into a day event, and now we're doing two weekends. Yeah. There's that, and there's, there's the fact that I've always wanted to make music, and now I'm making music I like. I am in writer's rooms, and all of this is kind of moving into 2024, and it kind of feels like, yeah, the, the, the person that I wanted to be, the person I dreamed about being as a kid, is a person that I'm starting to become now. Also, all that Yaz is back for a great deal of time. I thought um, it wasn't going to be gone. So the fact that we came back this year and have delivered you, what, how many episodes now? Delivered you, look, I tried. I've given you at least six, five, five, six episodes in, in four months. If that's not me coming back, I don't know, guys. I've tried, I've brought you by Luanster. Look, I've brought you musical artists, event organizers, journalists, lead actors. Come on. Come on, no. This is my bye for the season. I hope you guys have a great Christmas and stream Spajong it whilst we wait. And I want to say thank you by Luanster. You have 
feels like my instincts are correct have forced me into a two-parter so if you've listened to both <laughs> episodes of the Bailuansta special because Bailuansta will ring and say you know what I'm gonna make something different so if you've listened yeah. to both parts of it thank you for your time I hope you you've gotten some insights from this but also gotten to understand Bailuansta a little bit better I think he is quite a singular and just very interesting musician storyteller and person who's putting themselves out there in an artistic fashion to want to actually be consumed it's a pleasure to kind of watch you grow and to see some of the choices that you make um and that's something which is always just as a love of art amazing and gratifying to see someone who is very much treating themselves like they are normal and isn't afraid to hide all sides of what that means to them I'm with you 100%. Bro. Thank you so much as for your passion, bro. I think BAI this year I was talking about how there's very few people who are still passionate about just like you know, just music conversations and you are one of those people who I always think about and hope, you know, you are able to maintain that passion. Something else pays your rent so you can stay passionate about the work that we put out and you know, obviously you're about to put out your own work and that's double the passion so man i wish you all the best for your release i wish you all the best for the coming year and you know when this episode drops hopefully it goes i don't know if podcasts go platinum but you know let's hope it does i don't know but yeah shout out bro thank you so much yeah thank you and that has been all that yes and not the end of season 3 but the end of the 2023 leg of the season thank you so much for your time